if you had 30 seconds of undivided attention of everybody on the planet, what would you say to them right now? I would say we can do it. Are you curious about the future and tired of doomy narrative of climate action? Do you look for smart and sustainable business ideas and believe that climate crisis is in fact an opportunity to design our reality better? If so, you're in the right place. My name is Igi. I'm a founder of Graphics Visual Communication Studio and the host of this show. I want to welcome you to the Hyphia podcast, where in a relaxed, free-flowing conversation, I ask people who actively pursue smart and sustainable business projects to share their stories and vision for the future. Our today's guest is Carrie Kelly, CEO of Green H2O, water recapturing and recycling company aimed at solving water shortages through circularity. Hello, Carrie. Let's talk water. Hello, how are you? Hey. I'm good. Uh, what is your story, Carrie? Well, what I did was I found in back in 08, I was looking at my um, air conditioner condensate going into my sump pump, and I was curious. So I put a bucket under it, and the next day it was overflowing. So then I thought, well, if one of my air conditioners is creating that much water, one, how much would all the air conditioners create? Two, is it potable? Is it drinkable in case there was, you know, some need to have water? And then a, a customer client of mine, now I have my own company for 27 years, property management, home improvement, real estate. So I work around these things anyway. So the curiosity got me. And one of my clients was doing her MBA for a university in Maryland and asked if I had a business plan. And I had this idea. I said, well, let's see if we can capture this water, possibly bottle it, and see you know, what's available in terms of the numbers. So she agreed. I took the water. I live on a well. I took the water to my trace laboratories, which is the ones that should test my well water for pot potability and, of course, any bad chemicals. Sent it into them. Didn't tell them it was air-conditioned condensate, okay? Just told them to test wow. my well water which they did, and it came back as potable, which surprised me, but they also said it's better than your last test. And I go, why is that? They said, because it has less particulates in it. So here's clean, potable water coming out of my air conditioner. The bucket was probably a you know, three to five gallon bucket. So overnight, I produced at least three gallons, I believe. So what I did was we set out and did a feasibility study. I paid somebody to do a 35-page feasibility study. I talked to the air conditioning people that I know. We knew that the uh, water was potable. At the time, zero waste came, zero water came out, which came out with a, a monitor that you put in your water to see how many particulates are in it. So I bought that system, we used that. When we did the feasibility study, we based it on collecting it and then possibly bottling it and selling it that way, being that that would probably be the best financial model. As we did that, we found that if we were to take just from air conditioners and just say, you know, there's four or five sources of water in my house, three of which are potable. But if we just did the survey on that particular amount of water and we did it in 20 states in the United States and we just collected from 50% of the population and we only collected it from air conditioners, one per household. In six months, if we were just able to collect that water, we would collect 19 billion gallons of water. So it blew me away. So I said, you know, let's continue to move forward and see how we can make this a profitable business. So that's what we've been doing for the past 10, 12 years. Last year, we did a um, accelerator with a company called Green um, uh, Imagine H2O which sets up um, accelerators for water sector companies. Now, water sector is a very difficult sector to get into. And in 08, when we tried to go after the bottled water industry, we talked to Nestle's and on. Of course, then people weren't as acutely aware of our problems they are today. So when we were able to, to do the next model last year, we looked at it from another financial viewpoint, sent in the business plan to a 263 other water sector companies 
we were we put in a pre-application along with 263 water sector companies and then 125 were picked out of those that was green h2o so we beat out 90 other worldwide water sector companies so that's basically a, a a synopsis of where we are and where, where we were, where we are. And then we have much more looking forward to save. My goal is to stop the depletion of the aquifers by providing all this water to high water use industries, such as agricultural, um, textile. A lot of the companies that use that water are pulling it out of our reservoirs and aquifers. If this water is free and it's available and it's potable, it can be used. We could then stop the, the depletion of the aquifers. And um, last year, uh, PBS did a documentary that said that the earth is sinking an inch or two a year in the central states due to the depletion of the aquifer. And due to climate change, it's not being refilled. Mm -hmm. So that's the mission of Green H2O. Wow. Okay. So let me recap it really quickly. So you started, you operate with the households, you understand how the house works. Uh, you manage houses uh, for a, you've got an experience in that. And then you realized you've noticed uh, a problem that was obvious, a leaking uh, AC machine, was that? That produces potable water after your research. And you realize yes. that you can use that water to start to, to, to actually fill in the hole of the need, like demand uh, that can at the same time save aquifers. That is in like do I do I get it right? Essentially. Right. And you're you're making it profitable, you understand like the, the whole business approach. That's amazing. Congratulations. I mean <laughs> that sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. That, that sounds great, but Thank you. a lot of people when they talk about business ideas and sustainability, they really uh, you know, sometimes motivation comes from a lot of different places. Would you say that this made you take action? Uh like saving aquifers and like really looking at the whole pers like a big perspective on the planet um is that business motivated is that profit motivated what made you take action because of you know first off during the, the, the time that we've been doing it on the news cape town south africa was running out of water and i knew that i had a solution so the problem in the water sector is getting you know the business up and running so you know, that's what motivates me, that. And just recently with COVID, um, you know, the Navajo Nation and other Appalachia, all those don't have running water. If the communities nearby were to develop or will develop the plan that we're working on, we'll have an excess of water that, that we can donate or do whatever else we want to do. So then we started a rewards program that will hopefully start to fund uh, other water projects like dig deep or um, another company's clean the world that, that does soap um, recycling to stop disease. So that also started to be a big upfront thing that we wanted to do. So the goal is to get this resource that people just don't realize is not infinite and to bring that awareness and then make a to find a way to do in a would, way you mind, that, would you mind that saying the last sentence one more time? So much water. Can, can you can you repeat the last sentence? We got some bad connection issue. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, the, the goal is to if there's other if you have too much water or you have, you're collecting it and there's an excess of water, you can then donate it. But you want to make it, of course, a business model that makes sense. So we started a funding project uh, along with another company that funds CO two. Uh, project. So, you know, when they plant trees, they need water. So all that is what we're working towards and, and is coming to fruition. Right now, we're going to launch in the new year and hopefully with the advent of the, you know, the uh, vaccine and hopefully we get back to normal, you know, we'll continue to move forward after the holidays. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. I In your presentation, there was a mention of real-time uh, data research uh, insight this is some part of the product that you're kind of like basing your business model on that you give companies an insight into how they manage their water uh is this is this a big part of 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 of, of the future you're considering like the data regarding yeah. water yes for instance during the 10 years that we i was working on this i put tanks on 10 different homes mine and customers and, and relatives 
in the 10 years, just from one, just from the air conditioner condensate, we collected 245,000 gallons worth of water. Wow. So to change the model up a little bit, we are in talks with universities here in Maryland, and we found that just one building had over 300 air conditioner units. So if you run the numbers out, in six months, they're going to produce 275,000 gallons of potable clean water. Typically, that goes into the waste management system. So they're going to save money by not putting it down in the waste management system. We're going to come in and show them that. And then they're going to save money by not purchasing 275,000 gallons of water. So the model is if we come in and, and prove that point and all you do is pull that water out of the system, you're going to save money. And then from there we can and learn how can we reuse it. You know, the urinals in the bathroom is a good way to do that where the, the, the condensate can be used to flush it. And then you build the system so that the drain goes into a filter that goes into a separate tank and it just continues to, to water the, the urinal because there's no hard, you know, there's no waste product in that and it doesn't need as much recycling. So those are some more of the projects we're, we're working on. All right. So, so, this, so this is a big part, the data, uh, like the management of the, the resource itself, how it's operated. Is that a product you're like working on at the same time? Like I can imagine this is a huge endeavor to, to create a system that is not only like, if I understand correctly, like we're talking about AC units at this point, or is it like bigger than that? Or there are many... Because the numbers for AC unit water are so great, I haven't included all the other waters. I have to, you know, I want to make sure everybody's aware of the fact that just from those units, how much water is available. So as part of the tech problem or solution is, we put uh, a, uh, a Wi-Fi on the tank so that as the water fills, it tells the university, okay, you've got 2,000 gallons worth of water. And then, you know, we, that, the beginning proves our point that, that it comes. It tells the university that it tells waste management they're not getting 2,000 gallons of water. In the end, be 275,000. And then they, it tells the, the water company, because it's really the same thing. They clean the water, they sit, pay, we pay for it to come back they would save that water there. So just by taking the water out of the system, the university is saving almost $6,000 in six months. And that would pay for the, the, the next phase of what can we do to uh, repurpose the water. In the beginning, it would be used for uh, uh, watering the campus, for example, mm -hmm. because it takes a lot of water to keep the campus you know, uh, green. Yeah. And that's a lot of water that they're using. So then we would then, you know, we have other companies that are doing tree planting where the university could partner with those and then offset some of their water to them, donate it to them so that they're not pulling water out of the fire hydrants. Mm -hmm. And all that circular part of it. And the technology part of it is the, is the Wi-Fi. It's all available. We just have to, we can partner with people that have the technology. To, con to, to, to connect it and glue it all together. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then expand it out because... If, if the university, say, had five buildings producing that much water every six months, you're talking a million gallons of water. So that could be way more than they need. So what do we do at that point? And that's where we're going to continue to, once we get the, you know, the partnerships, we're going to continue to expand on what do we do with all this water. And if, and if that's a problem, then that's a solution. Yeah. Well, do you, is is it could it be the problem with the ac unit themselves like uh is this something that is a, a hardware issue that could be fixed or it's a waste product that's produced by the air conditioner condensate by the air conditioner all air conditioners okay. have condensate so it's a waste product most so people it's don't always think gonna about happen. it it doesn't matter what, what model right like, because I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I was, I was just curious. It's going to increase over the years because of the fact that we have more people with more air conditioners. We have higher climate, you know, temperatures, so more people are using it. You know, and then people are. It works in a, in a condensed area, and then you can expand, continue to expand out. We're a startup. We haven't, you know, we haven't captured all this yet, but that's just the uh the beginnings of the plan to 
move it forward. That's what we're. That's what we've been brought to after the uh, beating out the other ninety water water worldwide water sector companies and being allowed to go to full application. We've proved that the point works. Mm-hmm. We we are now partnering with Clean the World, for example, with the rewards, and we're in talks with universities. And right now in America, it's winter, so we're hoping to put the tanks on. And we proved it based on the smaller model that I, that I showed you, but we want to get the bigger models to prove it. So people go, oh, you know, you can say what you want, but once you have 275,000 gallons of water, that you the awareness then is going to hopefully, which is why I'm on this podcast, you know, work out exponentially. So... Is this an, an awareness problem right now? Like, is that the biggest yeah. issue you, you're facing? The fact that people just don't know that this is the problem that you have a uh, conceptual technology to solve. Maybe not all the pieces just yet on the board. Because I, I, like from what, you're, from what you're saying, I see a lot of like space for uh, IoT hardware applications where we really uh, dig deeper into the, the tanks themselves and really start to understand how to design a system that could uh, work regardless of where it's being put, it's a, be it a university or a small household. I, I have an AC unit in here uh, and it's, it's, it's pretty cold right now, so I don't use it at all. But this, it kind of leads me to an interesting point because we kind of treat AC, you know, air conditioning as, as, a, as, a, as a fairly standard uh, thing, right? But first, uh, first note is that the, the, the market for it's going to rise like 30, like it's going to triple uh, or even quadruple soon. Like, especially when we are talking about global warming, this, this, this market is going to be huge and you're actually the development of your company of, of this startup idea is, is, is tightly connected with the uh, air conditioning. So my first question right now is what, what do you think about AC units on them on their own? Well, as far as, as far as making modern, you know, comfort, it's the greatest thing they ever invented. Um, you know, but I, I would ask you and anybody else, do you know where your condensate line goes to? And most people don't because it's, it's hidden from them. So, you know, the, the comfort of the air conditioning is something we have to live with, especially since the, the environment and the climate is getting hotter. Now, hopefully my goal is to make awareness of not only the climate change, but the ability to, to do things to stop that. Now, a lot of the solutions that they're coming up with in the water sector requires energy, okay? So people are saying, you know, this, is already being produced. It's a waste product, okay? I'm not adding electricity to do it. It's We're just going in and putting a tank under where it drips and we're collecting it. And that's basically all it is. The reuse of it is, is there's multiple ways to do it. And over the years, we've come to the conclusion that the best way to start would be to recycle it within the system and then continue to multiply it. Yeah. So yeah, we can't get away from air conditioning, and the byproduct is clean, potable water. So what do we do? Oh yeah, well, I'm just yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to uh, to understanding a bit more about how it potentially could work uh, as a business model that could expand into, for example, Europe and you know different countries. Like, it's such a simple concept. You put a tank and they're like AC and you collected the thing. But so let's say you want to spread the message even further. How do you, where do you put more resources into? Let's say you, you, somebody gets interested in you, in your company, in your startup and wants to put money in them. Like, are you going to put it into the development of the tanks or the software behind it or, you know, the marketing campaign? Like, it, it seems like it's such a simple and obvious like thing. Like, where do you see like the, the, development going right now? Uh, the- well, the development would be to start with the tanks on large buildings. I've, I'm in talks with a lot a lot of people. I just saw an email from one that, that is working on a uh, proposal for the largest worldwide bakery. And they have uh, want to go zero waste. They want to be one of the first. And he puts together proposals for large companies to help them go zero waste. So how do you go zero waste? 
carbon neutral, you, you know, uh, the byproducts of baking, uh, try to reproduce those. There's wastewater that goes into it. So when I was talking to Paul, he said to me, well, you know, the water has all this in it, in the wastewater. And I said, wait a minute, I'm not talking about wastewater. I'm talking about a source of water that they have, that you probably haven't thought of, that if there's bakeries in large manufacturing buildings, it's got to have multiple air conditioning units on it. What I'm proposing is that after you've solved the problem of, you know, their bakery waste and their water waste, you're going to hire people to do that. I will show you that there's a whole bunch of potable water that can be used, for example, to water the campus to start. You know, to, if they have facilities for the restrooms, that we can repurpose it there. It's not to be used for the baking process to start, but let's say it's more than enough water. For example, I'm in talks with General Motors. They have one building, a uh, body shop, that produces 50,000 gallons of wastewater condensate a day. Now, he believes it's filled with chemicals, so it would need to be treated. But it's a little bit too big for me to tackle right now, but we're working towards the goal of being able to, to capture that much water. If we were to cap, you know, have it go into a filtration system, be clean, put in a tank, clean enough to water their campuses, then, and he also mentioned how much they pay waste management to dump the water in there. Mm -hmm. So if I'm pulling 50,000 gallons a day out for them and repur repurposing it somehow, they're saving 50,000 gallons, whatever the cost of putting that into waste management is a day. And if we repurpose it into their other facilities for whatever it is, so a lot of it doesn't need to be clean potable water. For example, if it's a body shop, we could reproduce it to, to clean the cars after they've been painted with the water that comes from the condensate. So, you know, how many solutions and, and can we solve? How many problems can we solve? Uh, hopefully everybody realizes we could solve a lot of problems. The goal is to collect it and, you know, repurpose it in a way that makes it financially viable. That's why we started with the rewards program. Because I can then say to the university, well, I'll come in and put a tank on, show you that you you have 275,000 gallons of water available. This app is going to tell you that. We're going to water your campus with it. But then after we prove that, we're going to want to be able to repurpose it within the, the university. Then it becomes a cost to the university. So then Green H2O Rewards makes them a project so that when people go shopping online, on 25,000 different online retailers, they'll be given a, a code, they'll save when they shop, we'll get the money, and then we'll propose that to go to the, that, that university. So not only did they save in the beginning just by letting us show them, but now they're gonna save because they've already saved 6,000. The next project could cost six. We're gonna have the students actually go shopping and then fund the project in their own university. I mean it's if you're talking circular i can't figure out how more circular we can be <laughs> in terms of that whole you know moving forward and that's exactly what january one is where we're going to hit the ground running because that's when we have the program up and we have all the other people that have you know past couple of days everybody is on the holiday so you know we have all our contacts which we will revisit day one january 2nd Mm -hmm. One thought: When you started, I still keep the one of the focal point of of our conversation, and also one of the your obstacles is the awareness. From what you're saying, um, having such an opportunity to work with universities or business themselves, like every single piece of that kind of collaboration would be a great. Uh, for example, a video content. If you were to think about, like just 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 showcasing that story, like relieving that story. You know that may that may come at some point, but I like when when I go to your website and I you know and I go through it, you know it, it makes sense for me because I, I I am interested in the topic, but uh, you know I I think it, it definitely could be more, uh, you know, cust like client focus. You know, having all those different case studies that 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 would be definitely easier to 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 like talk about because you have a very concrete uh, ideas and very concrete use cases, and and when you talk about whole concept it may be not that obvious that, you know, the simplicity oh. and the elegance of your solution, because right. uh, I, I, used, I, I've, I've been talking with uh, 
a Timothy from Paris who's 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 working on not water efficiency but elec like electric efficiency in a workspace and your idea kind of strikes me as a similar in a way that you really this is a true example of circularity but also really rethinking an existing system that takes into account like filling in the holes so i i think right. that that's the narrative that could be very well received from from the very perspective i'm curious you know about the households like you're talking about the big like volumes right universities like body shops you know industrial buildings probably but what about mm -hmm. like houses do you see that as a like a next step to at some point at the in the end that's what we would like to do but in the beginning the you know as we were displaying our model and our business plan people were saying the problem is transportation of, of water now i said to a lot of people um in the old days when i had to put my trash out i spent threw it in a can, took it out. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, I started to take my garbage and divide it into another can. And, and we did all that on our own without having to, to manage it. Well, no one's mentioned that it's two trips now that a truck has to pick <laughs> that up, okay? Yeah. So that's their argument with my, with mine was with the, with the residential, you have too many trips. So in in changing the model, we went to the bigger buildings to collect more in one spot so that the trips are a lot less. Mm -hmm. So when we did the model in 2013 to sell it to a high water use industry, the Wall Street Journal reported that they were paying 10 to 15 cents a gallon. So if I just do hotels, for example, in the Dallas area, and we use two to 5,000 gallon tanks, and we sell it to an industry within 100 miles, we were able to get the cost of the water down after infrastructure set up second year to 3.43 cents a gallon. So we were in talks with that, that particular industry prior to COVID and that particular industry saw a big decline because of the COVID and what, what happened, but we're still in talks with them. So we, we were able to say, okay, instead of collecting it from homes to start, let's go with the bigger areas where we collect it, move it and sell it, even though you're going to cause CO2 to do it, you're still creating CO2 savings because if a, a hotel is producing two to 3,000 gallons a day in water that's not going down the waste management, then the waste management system is not, is not cleaning clean potable water. So there's the CO2 savings on top of, you know, it should be a, a mitigation or whatever you're saving from not making the waste management do it. Because, for example, in that example, just 50% participation, six months, produced 76 million gallons of water in that Dallas area. So that those particular waste management companies are now, now not processing 76 million gallons. And the waste, the, the high water use industry, like agriculture, now doesn't have to pull out 76 million gallons of water out of the aquifer. So now we have 76 million gallons left in the aquifer, mm -hmm. which will help it charge. And that's only one industry, 50%, just one county in, in Dallas, Texas. So my thing has always been multiply the numbers out, and that's how I got to it. Mm -hmm. But to get back to the resident, there's four five sources of water, three of which are potable. One is air conditioning. The other is dehumidifiers. Okay, I have two in my house. I produce 30, 30 40 gallons every two weeks in the summer. Mm -hmm. The third is in the winter, it's a potable source of water. It's called a humidifier. It takes tap water, runs it over a metal filter, hot air runs over, it creates, creates humidity. That water actually goes right back in the drain. So if we pulled that out in the winter, you're still talking 20, 30 gallons you know, probably a day, but I haven't done that in those numbers because just air conditioning numbers are so great. I live on a well system that has a, a backwash system. So every night it backwashes 10, 20 gallons of water. Of course, that's not potable, but I could certainly water my yard with it if I wanted to. And then next door to me is a gentleman that has a swimming pool. They backwash two to 300 gallons a month, if not every other week to keep the filter system. And that, that just goes right into the sewer system too. Yeah. If we pulled, if we multiplied it, pulled all that water out of the waste management system, and it actually in, in Baltimore County several years ago, they passed a code that said any new construction, any new air conditioners, you cannot put the condensate line into the drain system. 
because they figured out that it's being they're being inundated by it. Yeah. So my goal is to take all the ones that aren't that are already in it out and then use the water somehow to to you know we have a water crisis and I have a solution and yeah. that's my point. <clears throat> that's that's brilliant uh that that is brilliant i i'm kind of speechless to be honest like it seems like you know this is such a simple idea that you know everybody should be should... <laughs> oh i i i know I, I was thinking about do you think the ac companies would be interested in like pursuing uh like home yeah. household no no they, you know, it's not that it's not that no one's using the AC to recirculate within a building. Okay, the, the big uh, cooling systems, uh, cooling towers that they use, use they they invented them to use water to instead of freon to save the environment. But it still produces uh, a, a waste product of water. The air conditioning companies, you know, they're not interested in what happens with the condensate because it's a byproduct that has to be dealt with. When a building's built, the you know the, the, the for example the offices here they had actually next door I should have take, had the background all the air conditioner units that are you can see all the water dripping onto the ground that's causing stains mm -hmm. from the air conditioner condensates in it. They, they don't I don't see why they would want to partner with this because they're already installed. And then as we go forward with especially since I'm letting this idea out, they're going to probably use the condensate within the system anyways. And some buildings do that. And actually some of them are trying to, to eliminate the condensate that is produced because a lot of times it, it, it damages your house. For example, if you have one in the attic, which I do, and the uh, condensate line clogs, it'll flood your ceiling. So, you know, that's one, that one of their solutions was let's try to not have condensate. But you can't not because of the way it's designed. The way you cool things, that's the way it's designed. You know, and to take point of source solutions is great. Okay, like, for example, low flush toilets saved a lot of water. Okay, but it didn't give water where it needed it, which yeah. is what my... Navajo Nation, the Appalachians, uh, Cape Town, California. Uh, you know, yeah. so we're right that we need to. My goal is to continue to have the, the uh, get the word out in a way that people understand it. And yes, it is a simple idea. And yes, everybody's complicates it. I but think I, I believe I have a solution to every question, everything that everybody said to me so far. We have an answer to. Wow, yeah, I, you're very passionate about the whole thing. I can see why. Um, two ideas, I like I mentioned, I, the first one would be the use cases as a, as a sales pitches to to to, to companies and and brands and whoever. Uh, that would be like the very first thing I would consider in like any communication strategy. But the second one that you've mentioned, which would be the simulation. I don't know how much data you gather in in what format, but like when you when you say that you can repurpose uh, the water and, you know, there has there are some CO2 um, efficiencies involved. Like if you put it down and you plot it into a nicely looking uh, simulation in a, in a very visual appealing format, I think that could speak uh, volumes into just how smart this, the idea is, you know, when you have like a think about it that way if you have a cgi animation you have a building a university building with a uh you know with this with this um well container uh on top of it mounted and you see exactly how the water uh, goes through the entire system and what kind of efficiencies it results in i think that's that's exactly what people need to realize because you're talking about a very a high level system thinking but at the same time the problem that you actually notice it's it's very it's a it's a detail <laughs> right. right well you know, being a startup you have to decide where you're going to put your money and the exactly. one thing that i've talked to the team about is i like to see our information video style as opposed to static because it gets the point across better you know but the, you know it, it costs money so we're hopefully with the funding 
the rewards program, we'll be able to, we'll have a funding source. And that funding source hopefully will allow vest, investors to realize that we have a funding source and that, they, that then they join in. And then once I have a funding source, then the first thing I would do is exactly that. Mm-hmm. We are actually, we have a, a, a media company that is putting out information on all four platforms twice a, uh, every other day, Twitter, Instagram. We started uh, less than a month ago with no followers on Instagram. We didn't even have one. We're over a thousand now. So we're on pace to, to bring this to, to the minds of people. But seeing a building and, see, and, and having a video of all the pipes converging together and all the water pouring into a tank and then seeing the water fill up and then seeing it be repurposed back within the building, you know, and then a counter to say how much it's doing based on the numbers for the university would be fantastic. So, you know, 275,000 gallons in six months, if you divide that up, it's several thousand gallons a day that's going into the tank. Now, it's not going to be that way consistently from the beginning of spring to the end of the summer because, you know, it's going to work because that's the way air conditionings work. So in the beginning, you'll be capturing a couple hundred, then you'll you'll double and double, and you'll get into the middle of the summer, and then you'll see a a downfall. But if Mm -hmm. we base it on only five gallons of of, uh, water a day per air conditioner, which is minimal, because due to our feasibility study, it's 0.68 gallons a day, uh, an hour, that an air conditioner produced based on wet bulb and all all that information. So we've done all the technical. But so, so I said, let, let's go with the minimum because at the minimum, the numbers are still way too, you know, unbelievable. But we have all the proof that, that it's there. And then to visually show people would be great. Yeah, it, it, it almost feels like, a, like, like the, this bigger part of the campaign where you not only do a lot of like visual simulations just to make people aware of the numbers. I think that the number the numbers are it could be very confusing and if you find an interesting way to to show that show that and keep showing that uh with every every new initiative with every new project and also in a in a way that kind of interacts maybe you know some kind of platform on your website i think that would be that would be something that would bring a lot of attention just because it, it's not that hard to to imagine this project scaling up uh so yeah i mean First of all, congratulations on on the on, on the observation. <laughs> I really I really am inspired and I have a huge respect you. for you, just because you you know it's such a right. simple efficiency uh, change in mindset and how you, how we look at this stuff. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But well, this is this is a logo, Green H2O. And this is my email and my mask that I wear because <laughs> I believe we need to all take care of each other. And my goal is to do that and to help all the people that, that need this particular uh, – We water is life-sustaining. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's the point I want people to understand. And it's not infinite. Yeah. And as we know that from what we've seen in the news. And moving forward, if we're going to continue to deal with, you know, these um, – COVID and things like that, we need to have water available for everybody because that's what, that's what causes this to have, you know, be a problem worldwide is that many places don't have the water to do it. Another reason why we're partnering with Clean the World because they repurpose soap from different from hotels, so we want to partner with the hotels. But from the beginning, I've said, what goes better with soap than water? So they're going to be part of our rewards program. They're going to be one of our projects. That, that we fund and mm-hmm. you know so they're going to be able to put the word out too so the rewards program is another way as you mentioned to get the word out mm-hmm. and have people uh you know see the see the the problem and see that we have a solution and that mm-hmm. we're not going to stop until we solve that problem yeah we could we could talk hours about the business and how beautiful uh this idea is but i want to ask you about uh, something bigger which is the narrative of climate action it, it it's it's a very broad topic and the motivation behind asking that question is because a lot of a, a lot of people when they hear word climate action climate crisis climate change 
they have a very negative association with that. And when I look at you and your idea, that's example of a climate action that's very, you know, positive. But what do you think about the narrative of climate action? Well, I think that we need to, we need to put out front all the solutions that are available. We need to change the whole dynamic behind climate change in the sense that even if the climate wasn't changing, we still have problems that are related to not being able to supply the, what the people need in the world. And the one thing that I'm concerned with, of course, is water, mm -hmm. you know, and we need air. So if, if the studies say that the air is not breathable and we don't have any water, then we have plenty of solutions. We have solar, we have wind, we have all the other things that will help us to get off of that. You know, unfortunately, you know, you have a split, split divide in saying that there is no climate change and there, and there is. I believe if once I'm up and running, you know, we're going to be able to employ much more people too, which is another thing that's going to help with the climate change. More people employed, more people working on the, on the problem, more people solving the problem. So I see climate change as something that is within our grasp. And, and if we do what we're doing right now, have a podcast about it and get the word out, then things are going to continue to change for the better. And that's my outlook, and it always has been. And I believe we need to we need to just step up. And I believe we have, you know, the world has. Unfortunately, some of the people in the world haven't, but it's going to change. Yeah, I think I think so too. I the way I approach advertising podcast is 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 via perspective of business opportunities, uh, because I I think that's one of the forces that really can help us uh, mitigate the worst effects of uh, climate crisis uh, on its own climate change is not necessarily bad it's just bad for humans and you know <laughs> it's it kind of it leads me to the next big question which is uh role of technology in climate action what do you think how big of the role technology has well ai is going to solve a lot of the problems and, and you know the what always bothered me is that when they say that something is going to take somebody's job, then we, you know, I'm, I could employ a, a, a lot of people that would lose jobs through technology. So technology has gotten us where we are today. Technology is going to, going to continue to take us where we need to go. And I believe, it, you know, it saves a lot of the, the processes that, do, that add to climate change. So... Um, technology is the best thing that we need to continue to expand upon. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just makes the everything else work much better, and then it gives people the freedom to work on the problem and find a solution. Yeah, you've mentioned AI, uh, which is something I'm extremely uh, curious about, how machine learning and AI is going to help us. And I, I see a lot of uh, overlap with AI and, and your uh, company, your idea where it really when we start to understand you know the how the water circulates in the in the building when we get smarter about the the usage of it you know it can coexist with different systems that we have i my friend that i had on a previous podcast uh claudio he's uh working on an idea that is essentially about turning cars into remote batteries so let's say you have a car that kind of you know you park at your house and then instead of like keeping the energy in your car if you have an electric car the, the energy gets sucked into the, the circuit let's say you live in a multiple family building and then you kind of start rethinking the resources you, you're talking water right now which is you know like we are what like 80 90 70 percent water <laughs> we need water <laughs> energies it that's that's way higher than energy but I see a lot of changes just because of the AI and machine learning. We start to really grasp the picture. Oh, yeah. yeah well, if we time. had uh, all day to talk, um, I could tell you some of the ideas I have on energy and uh, water runoff and other things that once I get this solution up and running, I plan to bring those other items out front too. 
So, um, I'm all ears. Like whatever, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. you want to talk about. Only podcast. We'll have once once I get the uh, rewards up and we get that first pilot going, and then, and then you know, and I, I appreciate you, you giving this effort to me to uh, spread the word. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. This is this is also a big one that I that I want to uh, touch on. There is a global effort that's called Sustainable Development Goals. Um, have you heard about it? it's it's by United Nations? It's th this list of, I think, seventeen different goals. The first one is to end poverty. I do you do you know what I'm talking about? You probably know. What I'm talking about. Right. There's a um, a director or a company that's starting a, a four part, uh, ten part pilot series about the UN uh, initiative and you know they want to be able to solve it there's a, a company called social social media I believe that is doing a, a, a pod uh, series on Amazon that they asked me to be part of actually and there's 10 problems which the UN mentioned and they want to put 10 of us 100 people 10 per problem build a company to solve the problem in four days so yes, I'm, I am familiar, and you know I've been talking to many people around the world, and UN is getting closer. People that, at the UN are, are getting closer to my circle, so that yes, you know it's important, and all of it can be solved. We just have to take the time to, to put energy into it, you yeah, know, exactly. put the group together and make it one thing. I was on a zero waste conference with twenty other speakers and 180. Uh, major companies to find out how we can, you know, go zero waste, and you know, so, and there's another one, one, one better world that I do that I talk on that wants to bring all of us together, and you know, now that things have changed worldwide, hopefully we get back in the Paris Agreement, uh, you know, the, the, the companies come, the the world comes together and realizes climate change can actually be an economic benefit because we put many people back to work. And then, you know, the people that were putting out of work should be smart enough to go towards that. So I know oil companies, they say, is a problem, but they're going to be smart enough to go after clean energy. They already are. So they're not going to lose anything as long as they change their paradigm and go and we all get together and solve the problem. And I believe we're right there. I think that's AI and, and UN and the Paris Agreement, and hopefully myself of course. will move us towards that. Yeah, um, this is the, I mentioned that project. Uh, you know everything about it, but it, it's a global effort, and I think like that's uh, some like having a COVID, having that experience of COVID as 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 the globe, like everybody on the planet knows what what's up. Uh, I think that what i'm what i'm getting what i'm going after is this the like your perspective on, on global efforts such as these like it's sometimes a lot of people have uh, what i how to phrase it well we have borders we are separated into nations we have different languages we have different cultures but we live on the same planet and i see that as a like me personally i've always feel, felt like a world citizen like i don't you know i don't like an idea of a passport i don't like the idea of being associated with one country and do you see that changing as well like if people start to realize that we are in this together yes and i say you know the positive of COVID is i'm talking to you on on zoom Okay, we've been able to communicate in a whole different way because of COVID. And the world came together and, and came up with a vaccine. Mm -hmm. The world did it, okay? So yes, I see that as we're moving more towards that. And hopefully the UN, you know, that's the whole idea behind the UN is all the nations come together and solve a problem as one. So I'm very optimistic, yes I am. What what advice would you offer to the audience uh, to give them hope for the future? I would just say um, do whatever you can to spread the word that you know things are getting better and the things that that caused us problems 
have actually made it beneficial. When I first, COVID first hit and I couldn't, I thought, well, what, how am I going to communicate? How am I going to get through to people? Everybody's locked down. Well, I'm talking to somebody on the other side of the side of the globe. Okay. And I couldn't have done that if it weren't for COVID. So those are the things that you need to look at. You know, I've always believed that, you know, you, you don't get where you're at without putting in the effort. And I've put in the effort and I'll continue to do that. And, and if everybody else does their part, you know, that's how it all comes together. One last question, which is, it's kind of similar like to, to the advice, but it's, it's directed towards a more of an active mindset. If you had 30 seconds of undivided attention of everybody on the planet, what would you say to them right now? I would say we can do it. That's what I would awesome. say. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So do you actively right now look for new partners, clients, people? Who do yeah. you look for right now? People in this sustainability business, people in, in the universities, the people in the UN, the Navajo Nation. I'm in talks with everybody that that is that cares about our environment. Anybody that will help move me forward a little bit further. I got from you know where we were at the application, the Imagine H2O, to where I am today, because we've just continued to reach out to people. People have come back to me and offered me somebody else to get to, and that's how that's how it works. Networking, mm -hmm. you know, that's so how it works. If people are, if if people want to work with you or connect with you, they should just go to to the greenh2recycling.com and like find you your email, LinkedIn probably, right? Too? Right. Yeah. LinkedIn, Instagram, um, Facebook, and uh, the four of them. <laughs> <laughs> four station but uh yeah I'm, I'm accessible linkedin too we have a page for green h2o sweet you know so yeah whatever anybody uh sees this and wants to help i'm i'm willing to work with anybody and we are working with plenty of people mm -hmm. well so we can do it right oh definitely we can do it that's the only way we can do it great i'm gonna cut the podcast over here uh, I think. That right, thank you, Ricky. I really, appreciate, I really appreciate having me on. Hopefully, we've solved some problems. Hey, you! Thanks for staying with us till the end. Do you have a business or an idea you'd like to share with the world on this podcast? If you do, don't hesitate to go to our website, hyphia.com. It's h y p h e a dot com and fill in the simple form. Take care and see you on the next one.